Welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads Live. I'm your host, Glenn Poo Harding, and tonight's guest is Leonard Nardo Maddox. That's right, the Wingate High School great, and he's also a Justice Just Us League organizer and coach. We're about to do this again. Let's go. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have you just stepped out into the world, world of chaos. chaos. Where everybody, Where everybody goes, goes hard. Tickets because the game about to start. There you go. Oh, uh, there you go. go. I see you now. I this see is, you. This is a no 10 plus. It shouldn't be acting like this. <laughs> yeah, I see you, fam. There you go. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's get this start the right way. All right. Who wants you to listen to the game, fam? I want to say competitively. My step pops, you know, we always played in the hood, but my step pop introduced me to it, Joe Page. So, yeah, like my first coach, more or less. Okay, all right, all right. And did you play junior high school ball? We actually, you know, it's crazy because we had a team, but we didn't compete against a lot of teams. I went to um, 383, me, Brent McCullough, Byron Davis. We had a, um, from, from Grover Cleveland, um, Lil Bubby, Spanish Bubby. Used to play for the um, what's it, Bushwick Bullets? Remember them, Bushwick Bullets? Right, 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 right. Yeah, we had we had a little mall. Okay, okay, yeah. that was way back. Yeah, Brent, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yo, let me Brent, tell you, Brent was tough. Uh, yeah, let me tell <laughs> you, played getting Brent McCullough when I was in college at LIU. Mm-hmm. Right, we was at LIU, and. Brent punched me in the chest. <laughs> I can see him doing you know, that. I was, like, I, I was like, yo, what the? Right? Of course I react because, you know, I want to get that tech. Right. But I'm like, not saying, yo, you know what, man? You know what I'll do to you, fam. Like, but right. I get you. Now, he, 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 he gave me an apologize after the game because he thought the rep didn't see it. Right, right, right. No doubt. <laughs> Right, that's, right. That's he wasn't gonna punk me, but Brent could shoot that ball, man. And kid, that oh, kid could play. Uh, brother. So <laughs> that 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 told you why he was punked, why he punched me, right? Because I was giving him that business. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I know he was getting that work on defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, that's my guy. That's my guy. Um. So at this time, who was the best player in your neighborhood? Bring the phone down a little bit, cause I can't see it. There you go. There you go. I want to say, um, like watching a lot of guys, but I want to say, um, James Sinclair, um, kid from Roosevelt went to Lachlan. It was so we used to call him Mass. Like, dude had the crazy change of pace, always was in control, you know. So when you used to see him do things, you used to be like, wow, how he do that? You know what I mean? But a lot of people don't know, like me and 
and Booby, like, like we grew up together. Like, that's been my best friend for, for since, like, for year, for day one. You know what I mean? So we was watching this. We was watching this a lot. In addition to watching Pearl and them, you know, especially like you know eighth grade, ninth grade, because I'm a I'm a, year, a, a couple years older than Boo, like two years, year year and a half. So my freshman year is Pearl, Kenny Smith, Billy Donovan, all them senior year. Mm -hmm. You know, you go back, you go back that time. You saw New York City basketball was different. The parks was different. Ain't no park games no more. Kids don't play outside. No. Yeah, nobody wanna mess up their knees, right? Oh yeah. Either Listen. you got it, either you got it or you don't, man. Right. You don't get right. you get injuries on wood. Dudes have injuries on wood and never play again. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh yeah. my man my man Ray Dollar said Nardo and Booby in the uh backcourt changed my life. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. That's a salute right there, fam. Appreciate you, Dollar. No doubt. So you play junior high school ball, right? You you got different options. Uh is it boys and girls your neighborhood school? Was your neighborhood school? Yeah, yeah, but um my my dad's address was Wingate. Didn't really want uh, really, didn't really want to go to the high. Could have went to Zavarian, but you know it was a big Big, you know, it was a lot of racial things back then. My mom wasn't really comfortable with sending me far like that. Right. No. And it, it was a lot, but um, you know, ended up at Wingate. Um, at that time we had Dexter Campbell, Leroy Greenwich, you know, Ty from Brownsville, um, Russell John. There was a couple of dudes that really could go, you know. But um. Again, you know, getting in school, having freedom, being in high school, mixing, moving around other neighborhoods. You don't be doing what you're supposed to do in the classroom. So, you know, a, a, a lot of stuff is taken away. And I had them parents that had to take it away. You know what I mean? Mm. So, did you, did you play? Did, were you ineligible during the high school years? Um, No, I, I played I played the end of, end of my freshman year and my sophomore year there. And, um... You know, just trying to catch up. Graywise ended up um, at an alternative high school. The old high played in that league. I tore that up. Like, <laughs> like you know, it, it, that you know, it's bad, but to say, but that that was easy. Tore, uh, we tore that up. But um, most of it, like the notoriety, is like being on the circuit, playing in, playing in 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 Sunny Lewis and playing in citywide and and all these tournaments. You know. Like, right. that's really like, you know, got to um, really go against some serious players. Right. Now, now was that your get back since the high school uh, career didn't pan out the way you wanted to? Like, was like the summer league was your time to play against some of the best dudes to see where you was at? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. Also, too, come from come from an era and a time where I ain't really I ain't really respect dudes. Like you could be nice or whatever, but at the end of the day, like it's for it, it, the game. Forty minutes, we gonna get at it. So, mm. so you know, okay. and I you know I can't I can't I came from situations where I, where I had the ball in my hands. I was able to put the ball up a lot, you know. But right. if you, grow, you get on teams. And sometimes you gotta um, 
like sacrifice your game for the good of the squad. You know, but the summer right. def definitely, definitely. And what what was the tournament that you think you came into your own, like during your teenage years? My teenage years, I'd probably say like Sonny Lewis, LG, you know, um, high energy. You know, like I play, I played in everything. You know, I played the majority of stuff. Like right. especially like Sonny Lewis, I played that with the Kings. Right. You know, but um, I played everywhere. You know. Yeah, I see you won uh, MVP the year after I won it. Right. I won in '88. You won in '89. Right, right. That's you know, dope. But, That's dope. But, but leading up to that, man, the wars leading up to that. Oh my God, the world. <laughs> you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. On Malcolm X, man, they probably have more, more um sportsmanship plaques from Sonny Lewis than any lie in New York City. We used to launch them. <laughs> Dude was about to take it at home, like nah, man. Right, like, right, right, right. We want that furniture. <laughs> you either, either want it or you know you try again next year. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We took our lumps, like coming, coming, coming into um to play in the Coliseum. That shit was unreal, man. That was unreal, pack, man. Like every like, game, oh, man. Pack. under the lights. Oh my god, that was crazy. Yeah, I remember those days, man. Good days, man. Good days. So, who are some of the players you grew up looking up to? You know, it's crazy. <laughs> I was a huge Kenny Smith fan in high school. Like, really? Like, yeah, because dude, dude was like sneaky, athletic. Because he had he had hops. But he was always in control. He ran the club, you know what I mean. So, I, like, I was impressed with that. I was, I was impressed with that. But and you know, a lot of people don't really give Kenny Smith props, right? We talk about Pearl. We kind of like skip over Kenny, right? We jump to Kenny Anderson and Stephon Marbury, and a lot of people don't realize uh, what Kenny did. And I think I don't know whether it was that last game the city. Championship year when they didn't win it and they lost to the Staten Island St. Peter's. Right, but you got you got to remember Pearl, Pearl, like, Pearl never won it. Right, at right, all. right. But the, you know Pearl, you no, know, remember Pearl, Pearl. Pearl was a flash, you know, and Pearl did it like he changed. He changed college. Remember, he had the best nickname. His nickname. He changed Lillard. the culture. Right. He changed the culture. Right, we know that. We we know that. Right, right. But see, with Kenny Smith. Kenny Hutchison from Ben Franklin. All these dudes, remember Mark, Kenny, Pearl, and Kenny Hutchison was all McDonald's All-American. Billy Donovan was honorable mention that year. You right. know, and these and these are the guys that but that are right before the Raw Stricklands, Arnold Bernard. Remember Raw Strickland, Arnold Bernard was at Truman. You know what right. I mean? Then after after Raw left Rice, he was they was at Truman. So, like, you know, it, it was so many guards in the city that was before us. Um, Ray Dollar wanted you to give a a, a a Billy Donovan story. Oh, Billy Donovan was a problem, man. He was a problem. We um, we we got we got at we played against them in wine dance, um, in a tournament. Um, boy, was at home. You know, I ain't gonna lie. This night, Billy was out there looking like like Tate, like Soul Man. <laughs> really? And he was out there dancing. He was home. You know how it is when you home and you clicking, and, and you you home and you clicking. 
Yeah, what was he doing? We we know he can shoot. And for those people who don't know Soul Man, right? Soul Man was the uh, was, was the white guy that would come and play. He played on my team. Uh, but he was a guy who was going in the tournaments and going in the hood and shaking and baking and you know getting the crowd excited. Uh, so salute to my guy, Soul Man. He was putting on the floor, you know, and and but he was just he was just in his element. He was in. He was in his element. When a player grooving like that, it ain't no real defense for offense when you're joint clicking. Right. Right. You went low. You went low, Miku. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you still low, but I can hear you back. All right. Cool. So. I just want to jump back uh, to Kenny Smith, right? I just think that him and Mark did it the right way, right? They did it the basketball, they did the classroom, right? And they were successful pro basketball players. We just forget about that. And now they're, you know, great analysts. These guys are from New York. But they're not as celebrated. They're not as celebrated as some of the other guys that we mentioned. You know, a lot of a, a lot of fans, a lot of guys that watch the game, they celebrate. They celebrate the highlight, the flash. They don't understand. Right. He used to come and get forty in city college, and dude, dude was doing amazing things in the pros. But the classroom, the classroom not glorified because these coaches don't care. It's just like now you got New York City kids graduating with a 62 average. They're playing. You know what I mean? They, 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 the game is mixed up. They forget it's the BBR. It's for recreation. And, you know, some of us got it later. But at the end of the day, we got it. And we got passing on to these kids like, like it's supposed to be. You got. Yeah. You got. All these coaches that can't teach a kid. A kid is in a situation in the game, looking to his coach for help, and his coach can't even tell him what to do because he's not a basketball player. He's never been that experience. So these kids are suffering. These kids is 11th grade. They're 11th grade, and they don't. They still not using their left. They don't. They don't understand change of pace. They don't understand possession over points. It's bad, Glenn, for real. You know, I. I, I I go to some a lot of the basketball games, and I'm not impressed with a lot of the coaching and the development of a lot of the players. Right, so if I come watch you play one year, then come watch you play the next year, and see a decline in your game, or don't see that you advance any, you know, I'm basically wasting my time. You know, because I want to see it through all the kids. And you don't know who's watching you and at what time. So you always got to be on top of your game. In our era, like, if they right. came to see you, if they came to see a game that you was playing in, they right. said, put the ball on the floor, as a big, as a big. Like, these kids aren't seeing the experiences that we saw. Like, you and Pat Alphonse, oh, and from your piece, Martin is 6'6", gone. People forget that. 
Right. You can see over everybody. Sean Scarborough, these dudes can see over everybody. Like, one of the best passes I've ever seen. Like, this dude can pass the ball. Like, kids don't get that. They don't get to see a lot of great, fundamentally sound dudes. You know? Like, my game. My game was considerably overlooked. You see these guys on these pages, they talk about everybody. Nobody say nothing about me. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel a way because, like, I, I, I did my thing out there. You know? I, I did my thing, and I did my thing to a lot of people. You know, whether they, whether they want to identify with it or not, a lot of people saw that. You know? And, but they don't understand how, how much I had to sacrifice to be a part of Kenny King's. I had to sacrifice my entire game to make sure that everybody on my team got involved. You know, I had to know who could guard you, or we had to double down on you. Who could guard Drew? Who could who um who else um cool from uptown if we was playing them or or Malloy? Like you know how hard it is like me and Boo. That's my right hand. Boo was gonna sacrifice. He gonna get his. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's in the flow of the game, he gonna get his. But being a point guard, you gotta. You know what I mean? You gotta, you know, split that up and everybody get involved. And, and, and that's the hard stuff. Dudes understand how hard it is to do your job. But now, in our era, it was do your job and then get home safe. You know, you're playing these hostile environments like Browns, Brownsville, Red Hook, you know, this Gowanus is crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, Listen, you was the first guard, you was the first point guard for Kenny King that I remember. Me and Buck. Yes, yes. Y'all too. Pure problem. Yes. Pure problem. Nobody yeah. wanted that smoke. They thought, they, you, know, they, you know, they thought like, nobody knew me, so they thought it was going to be a cakewalk. But, you know, I changed that early. But Buck, he made it so easy for me. You know what I mean? Do what do as right. a general. But remember so, when, when when those times came, Move on to college. Where did you go? Did you go to college? Did you go to college and play? Say it again. Did you go to college and play? I went. I went to college. I went to junior college in Texas. Tyler. Tyler Junior College. Yeah. I had to sit. I had to sit in here because you had um Robert Pack and David Benoit. We had this kid Mo Alexander do that zip code range. But in my conference, we played against. Almost the whole Harlem was at Jacksonville. Big Strip, Dave Murray, James Canty. You had Nick Van Exel at Trinity Valley. Great wow. thing Sean Kent was ineligible because that would have been a nightmare. You had right. Ron Bayless from Kilgore. You had John Barry at Paris. Ruben Nimhart, kid from the Bronx. The whole conference was tough. You see, you if you take the NEC, and let's just say you got 100 kids, 90 86, between 86 and 90. The conference is that tough. Jimmy Butler went to my school after me, though. Yeah, I played with a guy, Sam Mack, they played at Houston. Played with, played with, um, played with the Rockets. He played with, um, the Grizzlies. He played with, um, uh, I think he was at, with LA for a while. So, you know, just the conference in itself, like, was tough. The experiences was tough. You know, it wasn't no, again, no night off. It's just like playing here. No night off. 
And the funny thing is, like, uh -huh. we play against teams. Like, when we started out, just now, just a little, that's why I choose for the kids. Like, this, like, when we started out, like, I started every game pumping the ball down low to my post threat. Because if, once my post threat get going, then they got to open up. Then I've got my shooters. You got Prentice, you got Perry, you got Laurel. You know, on one block, I got Pat, Alpha, um, I got Ali Jennings, you know what I mean? I got, that's your boy. You know what I mean? I got your, he's a bucket. All of them, all of them are walking buckets. Yeah, you got Chuck, you're linking along. Yes, yes. And then you go a couple of years later, we add Terrell from the fort. Turnaround, he's it's butter. We got we got Bobby Cunningham, the mismatch. Yes, yeah, yeah. He was tough. Yes, this dude is a problem. Yes, I'm saying, but I gotta make all these guys. You know how hard it is playing with all these guys? You know? And it's like now was in a tournament, right? And this is why basketball is bad. Just to get off off topic for a second, that's why basketball is bad. No doubt. I don't knock and one. That was, was a great thing. A lot of dudes from that. However, it messed up basketball in New York. And really around the, around the country, but in New York. Because now all the kids want to do hot sauce. They want to be, they want to be, um, I'll be right back. They want to be all these people. So now when they start to try to continue, they have no fundamentals. They lost. You understand what I'm saying? Because... I don't like the kid hot sauce, nothing against the kid, but you can't bounce the ball, run, go, come back, catch it, put in your shirt, turn around, do a split. That's not basketball. And, now, and, God, do, yeah. do you think, God, God, I want to finish it. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. God. Nah, that messed up basketball. Because now you got kids that's focusing on that instead of focusing on in and out with the left hand, in and out with the right hand, um, a pocket pass. How to stop? How to jump stop? Like they, no fundamentals in one. Well, I I get what you're saying, but but we had the Harlem Globetrotters coming up, right? But the Harlem Globetrotters, we knew, we knew that those guys were really, really talented, and if you put them in a real serious game, they can ball because the Harlem Just Globetrotters. Like they beat the best NBA team, right? With right. what the Minneapolis Lakers at the time. They beat them by one the first game, and they blew their ass out by 20. Now, I'm not saying the M1 guys are going to beat the NBA no, players. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not hold saying on, hold on, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now I'm just giving you uh, my point right. of view. I just think M1 was a period for what it was. Now, believe me, I felt the same way you did, brother. The reason why I stopped playing Pro-Am and stopped playing early, one of the reasons I was into the music, but another reason is because of where I saw everybody, how everybody wanted to play. Everybody was influenced by the N1. But, again, I think that's just one part of it. No, indeed, like, indeed, I don't want to give all blame to N1 because it's not fair. No, no, right? no, definitely not that. Because we know we got some brothers that play for M one who can really ball. Right, right. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking away from that. I'm just saying, like the young kids, 
identify with the flash and not and they didn't understand that those guys were doing that even though they had basketball ability to play regular. You know what I'm saying? They identify with yeah, that just like Right, good, good. It's just like now with in coaching. You got tournaments here in New York where they don't allow you to be zone in the fourth quarter. Like what that's not basketball. And it's so much stuff implemented. I, I just feel it's so it's not helping our kids. I'm feeling so much that's not helping our kids. Nah, what, what you're saying, you're making a lot of sense, right? We talked about this before, right? Our biggest tournaments are the Nike tournaments, right? But the kids play pro rules, pro style rules, right. meaning they got to play one-on-one, -on -one, no zone. The clear-out action is crazy. Do you think it's for the development of the game or is it for pure entertainment? Or is it for the detriment of New York City basketball? Right. Do you I think, think it's for I the entertainment? Right. Do you think it's for the downfall of New York City basketball? Or you think it's for I the think, development of New York City basketball? I think because I think because of the entertainment component. That is hurting. That is hurting New York City basketball. I, I, I would say that it's for it, it's it's too hurting New York City basketball. I just think because of entertainment that is hurting the game. Because you know, again, like you said, everybody going one on one. Like we go, we we go back to our era. You could have shot the ball every time on your squad, but that wasn't your game. Like you spread the you you stack the stat sheet. Just like if you look at if you look at the Kings. Every game, it was a different leading scorer. You know, every game, someone else did it differently. And a team could start out in a, in a, in a, in a zone, but soon they had to go man-to-man. -man. And then, you know, it was a problem because, like, we could go. Me and Buck could go. Me and Booby could go. Bobby could go. Larell could go. Everybody could go. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like Prentice, you know, he's one of the best shooters, period. Coming up in this game, period. People never talk about him. Dude, right. dude, was, dude was shooting from where Steph Curry shooting now. He was shooting back then. Nobody talk about him. He he wasn't fancy, but he knew how to set a screen. And he knew how to he knew how to fade. You know what I mean? And get in position for his shot. You know those things like like, like teams aren't teaching. You know. So I, I think I think I think that's what I think is too many. Coaches and not enough teachers, and 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 I, I'll leave that until a later date. All right, so okay, what is your perception of New York City basketball as a whole? Right now, I'm 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 not I'm not the I'm not the biggest I'm not the biggest fan of it. I see, I see a lot of stuff that could be better, but that's me. You know, that's me. again, all this for anybody that's watching, all this is my perception, how I see things. All right, let me give you an example. I just won a tournament recently, right before the pandemic, we won a tournament over in the post, in the BK post. We were down four with with two minutes left. We only had four players because they fouled my, my, my guy out. And we still a championship game. 
against a couple of reclass kids and all that. But these other coaches are so bad that they don't have control of the environment. Kids are still trying to get theirs instead of trying to win the game. They're still trying to get theirs. There's no way we should win that game. That's what I mean by the decline. And these are ninth graders. So these kids should be smarter. They should have a better basketball IQ. You know, like, you would have never felt good losing the four guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So. I just think now that, you know, we we went through the process. Right. A lot of the guys who grew up in our era who are now coaches. And we know the struggles that we went through. Right? Right. I just think the turnaround for our kids going to better situations after they leave their senior year in New York City onto a better place. Right. New York City has been a bridge to every place else instead of four-year schools. Right. I don't think now, again, we cannot, right? You had your struggles in high school. I play high school ball. I went to prep school, right? So my senior year, I didn't get to finish in New York because of my great situation. But we want to make sure that this next generation, those kids who come after us, don't have to step in the same potholes that we did. And if we only going after the sneaker deal and, and not putting in the work, right? Because... I know the coaches who was out who are out there doing the work. I may not see you, but listen, word travel fast. Right. And I'm watching like, everyone. Like, I can't watch like, everybody at the same time, but you see the results and right. the production of the kids. Right. It's, it's hard though because like right now, like you posted earlier, it's so hard to get gym space. Like I gotta tell my kids the game is at twelve. When the game is at two, so I can walk them through stuff on the side before a game. Because that's how bad it is. Like they, that there's no gym access. But then the politicians and these people want to act as if the kids have too much idle time. But when you're trying to put them in something productive, they don't want to assist us. I mean, so there's a lot of mitigating circumstances that lead into players' development as well. I mean, on the basketball court as well as in the classroom. Like, we need more men like yourself. You know what I mean? Like myself. Like we need more Timmy Vincent, more Clement, you know what I mean? More Gil Reynolds, more Ray Haskins. We need those guys to talk to these kids and explain to them, hey, what you doing, young man? How's school coming? You know what I mean? Give Shorty a sense, give Shorty a sense of purpose that think that people do see him. Because a lot of kids walk around here and think that we don't see them. They think that they're being ignored. And they feel that they're not playing for the high profile organization. That they're not, that they, that they, that they're not gonna get theirs, or nobody's gonna know them. And a lot of these guys on these high-profile organizations, they're getting lost because they're getting in and they're on these teams, but they're getting lost. Like no one is calling a Division Two for them, or no one's calling a junior college for them, reaching out to them. Like we need, we need the Dennis Millers, right? We need the people like like how Jackie Robinson was. We need the people to be a liaison, a, a go-between. And, and, and it's hard because you see, like when you when you playing and you coaching, excuse me, and and you and you out there with the kids, it's hard. 
it's it's hard. Kids want to come, but um, they afraid. Oh, I ain't getting no run last time. They temperamental, you know. Or I didn't play good, so now they now, now they mad. Like we because we live in we live in a microwave society, right? Huh? Even now, I said we live in a microwave society. Kids right. want it instant, right? Even the highlights on YouTube. You ain't gonna watch a whole game. You know what you're gonna see? Right, you don't see how he reacts? Like the stories of the sacrifice. So they want it fast. So again, I can't I can't knock a kid who see the sneakers and see the big uh companies and want to go for that. Oh, uh, I'm talking to the adults. I'm talking to the to the guys who went through it already. Right. I you agree. know what it's about. Right? Now you'll hear guys talk about, you know, yo, Rob Phelps too hard on his guys. That's why he won't get the players. But Rob sent 99% of his kids to college. Indeed. 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 Right? And, but and if you want to get the best players, you want to get the best players and just have them get average grades and not have a chance to go to college or and, go and, somewhere else and spend and another two years. Like, that's a salute. That's a salute to, to Mr. Muhammad over at Bethlehem Academy as a, as a black man, as a principal who demands the 80 average for you to participate in athletics and everything. That's a I think Banneker also um, demands an 80 average for you to play. Um, yes, Will Jackson into yeah, yes, yeah, Banneker, definitely, right, definitely, and, yeah. And, and Banneker also is a school that took his and became good. You know what I mean? Because he nurtured those players who are now seniors, and and they, and they became better. You know, are they the best team in the city? Who's to say? Are 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 they are they better structured than a lot of teams? I would say. But what they're doing is great because they're getting guys in school, and that's a plus, you know. Like and the wave is about to tilt. The wave is about to tilt because yeah. right those years when you know the Lincolns and the Boyce's and the Jeffersons were ruling, right? Even during my era, Jefferson had a down period when they weren't that good. Then they came up, right? Right. So I'm seeing the same thing with the Barricans and the Bedford Academies. That time is going to switch soon. One or two yeah. players away, right? No, it, it, and it has so nothing, nothing for remains the same. Playing field, for an even playing field between A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. Or or double A, A, and B. Because we're seeing that in the college basketball right now, the NCAA. A lot of the mid-majors, right, are doing very well in the NCAA tournament. More than they have done in the past. Going, you're going, it's, it sounds going down. I don't know why. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm good. Yeah. I can't I hear you now. Yeah, it's going to come out clear. It's going to come out clear. I know it sounds a little crazy now, but when we watch it back, you'll see it okay. all come you know, all gonna come out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, like, um, um, hold on. I, I want to get uh, Lord King now. He said, can we get to the top five all Kenny King playlists? <laughs> That's that's hard because they love they love different eras. Like whenever you talk about the kings, everybody talks about Bo Chamber. 
They never talk about us. Like, we ain't put work in. You understand what I'm saying? So people like who they like. They love who they love. But how's it, how, how are you going to say it's the top five when you got 30 players that all could play? A top five come from who likes who. Like, they're going to like Bo's game more than like my game because he more flashy. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they're going to like this person's game more than like that person's game because they like that type of player. And so people wish they could be this person or that person. So a top five, I wouldn't say a top five. I, I mean, I don't personally have a top five, but if they put us against them, any, any era of Kenny's squad, I'm betting on us. I'm betting on any team. You know, because, you know, like we, I, I wasn't, I wasn't raised to, to not, to not believe in me. You know, that's real. That I, I think the Lord, I think you should be the one to name the top five, man. Can't you got more in it? To, you know. Ah, uh, Pastor, we would smash that team. Top five, <laughs> We play in a different era than them. You think Mo Kirby, Antoine Lewis, Kylie Copeland, um, Janito from Sarah J, but um, Maggie DeCosta. These dudes are all big guards. Yo, these guys was big guards. Sean Charman was big. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Like these guys are all big guards. Like people forget how big John Johnson was. Like you said before about his hands, like dude. Oh dude yeah, 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 crazy. Dude had no. Now I, I, I'm gonna start some controversy because Kenny, Kenny backing out said no comment when they said y'all <laughs> smash the new team. Ooh, I don't know, man. Those, I, I think I'm going, I'm going to guys who I played against. Yeah, it's like you know, it, it, it's different, like. Like we played, every, every, all the guards was big. Everybody, everybody played. The forwards could play. Like you could put the ball on the floor. Pack put the ball on the floor. Pat Burke put the ball on the floor. Obeck put the ball on the floor. Todd put the ball on the floor. Drew, Scarborough, um, Sugar Bear from Coney Island, Mike Spencer, Kurt from Coney Island, Shake, like <laughs> Leroy Flood. He played with you, right? No, he was uh came after me. Okay, Flood, Dave, Alabama. Yeah, he, he should have been on our city championship team. Wow. He should have been on our city championship team, but he played, he played JV that year. Right. So yeah. you're saying, like, you look you look at the era, and you go, if you go, like, when we played, like, city-wide, so you going against the Malloys, the Malloys, the Stu Barnett, Corey Williams from um, Bertram, who played with Big Cav. You know, you you right. you know, yo, dude, there's some serious players, man. Somebody was some talking about uh, Big Cat from Bertram today. Some guy pulled up on me and was like, "Yo, you play ball, whatever." I was like, "Yeah." And his man, I was with him, was like, you know, told him who I was, or whatever. 
He was like, you probably know my brother. And then he was like, yo, you know Kevin Williams from Bertram? He a preacher now? I'm like, yeah, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. salute to Kev. Yeah, salute to Kev. You know? So, so you talking about like a night like that, like you playing uptown, you talking like Malloy Naismith, people might not find, don't like about, but dude, second or something in the nation, assist a turnover. Like, dude, don't turn the ball over. Like, you know what I mean? Right. He do his job. He do, he do his job. Like, it was so it was so many good players. But at the end of the day, when you put it together, like I said, you didn't want to see me and Buck. And you didn't want to see me and Boogie. I stand by that. All right. So, this is the top five of my man Ray all day. My man Ray Dollar all day. My man Ray Dollar day. Right? It says it has to be Kenny, Nod, Boo, Milk, and Pat. Wow. Wow. No biz? No biz in that list? Wow. That's controversy right there, man. See? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Right that's your five, right? Yeah. Hey, but Hey, look. You got to. Yeah. You got to respect it. So, question. Your thoughts on South Shore program? See, like, I'm going to answer the question because you asked it. But I don't... I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate nah, you. Nah, no doubt. I don't know. Dude's a, a, a demon as, as hate, but I got a problem with players leaving South Shore and going other places and then going to college. I got an issue with that. Like, why isn't South Shore spitting out collegiate players? Like, they but got they a mob in the championships, right? And they got a they got a mob over there. They got a, they got a mob over there. Now, I'm not. I don't have the in, I don't have the inner workings of the um of the organization. Sean Sean AKA Smoke. That's my guy. Like, you know, he's doing a, he's doing a hell of a job. But when you're on the outside looking in, it's like, damn, why are they not going straight? Why are they not going straight Division One? Like, what's going on? You know. And then you you hear stuff, but you know, it's not it's not for me. I, I like what they're doing. Like they play a mean game. They play in the end. I like them. And and obviously he's a hell of a recruiter because he's getting them in there. Yo, they they. They get some of the biggest kids in the house. Like, yo, where all y'all get all these big kids from? All y'all live in New York? But uh, I guess a lot of those kids come from... Uh, I'm just saying they get a lot of really tall players, right? Yeah. Early. And I'm saying uh, one of them live around here. I see him all the time. He's like about six, eight, six, nine, skinny kid. Um, But I know... Uh, what's his name? The the guy with the dress. He's going to Syracuse. Oh, um, Kadari Richmond. Kadari, right? Richmond. Where's he at now? He's at Brewster I, I, Academy. I thought when he was in tenth grade. What'd you say? He was at Brewster. Uh, 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 I think it's a prep in Mass. I know. Uh, we played against the Delta my conference, MCI. Yeah. All right. He said, we'll back. All right, Kenny. So, Lord, 
King Nell said the new team did not have any post players. That's why I guess y'all would win. He said the what? The new team didn't have any post players. That's why you're saying a lot of them were small. A lot of the the, the newer uh, Kenny King team, though, they were small. Yeah, like the, younger, the younger guys had bigger players. They had oh, really? Kevin Simmons. He's six eight. Went to UNLV. They had Jason Hoover. Went to um, Manhattan. Six five. Monster on the block. They had they had bigs. And y'all and y'all and y'all to give them problems. I think so. I think so. Only because remember, we play O NBA rules, no zone. So you got to come out and get somebody. You know, another thing too, we didn't allow one on one. Well, really, none of the kitty teams allow one on ones. We sent a jump switch. We sent a jump switch. But we just had bigger guards. We had bigger players. You know, I think we okay. had more. I think we had more of a more matchup problem. I think we had more matchup problems. I don't know. I don't know who on that mob could could guard Chuck or 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 um or Pat in the post. But people forget Pat could score from the wing. Who who can match up with Bobby? You know, like you know, you know stuff like that. Like we had Ali Jennings, Morris. I played with him for about seven years. I never seen him get his shot blocked. <laughs> Kenny said, "No comment again." He's over there cracking up. <laughs> but I, I love my I love my young boys. But I'm gonna always bet on me. Right. What do you think? What program do you think is the best high school program in New York City? Right now, see when we when we say the word best, like a lot of people associate that with with like you know like like the winnings. But um, Jeff is solid. Jeff is solid. Eagle is solid too. Eagle Academy is solid. I like Zavarian, though. I actually like Zavarian. Clyde is doing an amazing job out there. Excuse me. Right. Um, yeah. What's so you special know, about Zavarian? You, know, you, you, so you got to put the same shoulders. I know Zavarian been doing well for years. But what's yeah. so special about them now? They play in the end, man. Like he stretched the he stretched the floor, they get they they get at you on the first dribble cross half, like they very well they very well structured like, like I, and I guess I, I guess I like them because they play like like I coach, more or less like you know like system like run this run the system because if you run the system or you run the play, eventually everybody's gonna get a mismatch at some point or another. So, you know, but I don't, you know, I don't get to go. I don't get to go see a lot of the games. Yeah, that's on my to do list for sure to see them play. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go see them play. Um, like I like the kid. I like the kid from your projects. He played with me, um, like a year ago. We went to Atlanta on a Adidas Silver Circuit, and we won it all. The kid Tali called Tata. Yeah, he's. We, uh, you talking about uh, his mom's name? Shanae, oh, sir. Shanae, yeah, sir. Shanae, sir. A little chinky out yeah. there. He's yeah, tough. Shanae, uh, Shanae used to be my point guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I worked at 21. Tough, man. He's yeah. tough. He's at Prep School oh, now, right? He was, he was at Eagle.
He was at Eagle, but he left to go to Olympus Olympus Prep in Jersey. Right. So one of the problems, two two things I told him he need to work on. One, his jump shot, right? Because I told him I could help him with that. Um, and two, him not worrying about his coach too much. And I don't know what kind of situation they had him at Eagle, but every time he will make a mistake, he's one of those kids that will look at the coach. And I'm like, you can't get to that because it'll mess up your but that's but that's coming from, aspect. But that comes from being in organizations like like the Wrens and stuff like with smoking them because they every time you make a mistake, they're ready to yank you. Ah. So now every time you make a mistake, you're looking over. Like, do you know how many mistakes I used to make? Kenny used to curse me out. I started ignoring him. Like, they were, like, because at the end of the day, like, I made that mistake because I felt that pass was going to was gonna work. But. Yo, Tiny, I see Tiny do that. Who's my guy. See Bud do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, These I mean, guys make mistakes. I'm not yeah. a fan of it because I feel the kid has to, the kid has to learn to play through the mistake. You know, but that's me. That's me. Right, and right, right. And, and I those can't guys, say, they, they're successful for a reason. So, right. but and I can't when, say when you, I can't say anything about what those guys are doing because they're, they're winning. I can't say anything about what they're doing because it's working for right. them. I'm just saying my system. I played with coaches like that too. Listen, you know, we used to sit on the sideline. We used to sit on the sideline and just be cracking up because I knew as soon as one of those kids make a mistake, that whistle was blowing. Yeah, that was it. And oh my, it, it was like it's yeah. the best. But it's the so kid, like his vision, his ability to get what he want on the floor. And if you watch him, he doesn't allow nobody to rush him. Like you know, that's and and that's and that's a gift. Like people don't people don't people don't like like necessarily have that. And that's a gift. He doesn't allow people to rush him, and he could really pass. He really he really could pass. Oh no no, he's a point guard's point guard. He's a point yeah. guard, point guard. So, so I, I definitely. As soon as he learn how to really pick his spots, he gonna be tough. Yeah. You know who do that very well? Khalil Bradley. He does that the best in the city that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Like I seen this sure kid help, from the time he was a sophomore, picking his spots on the court. A lot of these kids just shoot from anywhere. They just shooting because. It's the thing to do and, and get up buckets and try to. Yeah, um, really could go. His spots. And you'll see, people, I hear people that are stand saying, oh, he keep going to the same spot. I'm going, well, he practiced <laughs> that. You're supposed to shoot the shot that you practice. Right. You know? And he doesn't let his anyone pop, get up his there. Pops used to play. I know. I, I played with his pops. Yeah. He was little. <laughs> yeah, bought me the forty projects to play in the Supreme yeah. Team tournament. It's crazy. You know, they you know, a little bit right. <laughs> you know, like this. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. He, his handle was crazy. His handle was crazy as he talked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Malachi Smith from St. Ray's. Another one of my guys who I like. At St. Ray's? You gotta, yo, you gotta see him play. This kid can go. This kid can go. Yes. Hey, that's my Khalil was on the same team, I think. Yeah, I think they was on the same team in the New York uh, versus New York. And I like 
Uh, Juan Carlos. If he ever get a jump shot, he going to be dangerous. That's the kid from Jeff? Yes. Yeah, see, again, on a personal note, I felt they were pushing that kid instead of the kid they had last year, Kareem. And the kid Kareem they had last year was tough. Shorty was a problem. He only, Shorty only, he only played the one year. I'm like, how's this kid in this school for three years and y'all know he could play? <laughs> like, he, 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 he's at school? Odessa. Where did he go to school at? Correct. Now, he, he, went to to now he's at, he was at Odessa. He was at Odessa this year. And with the pandemic and all that, I think he's transferring to Sullivan, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I mean, I prefer, I, I wish he stay out, out, out west. But again, New York City kids, we, we get um a little bothered when, when they don't hand us that rock and let us get it. You know, we get we get down and start getting homesick Kenny, and all that. Hold on, Kenny. You say he has a he he has a jump shot. Who Juan Carlos or set shot? Please explain that to me. But those are the three guards who I like. I like Juan Carlos. I like Khalil Bradley, and I like um. My guy from Uptown, uh, Malachi Smith. He's yeah. tough. Yeah, he's a point guard. Point guard as well. He's tough. Right. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I don't get, to, I don't get to see a lot of them during the season, and really even in on, on the summer because like I be moving around with my guys. Um, and then too, like you know, the new format is ninth grade. 15s and the 16s and 17s. It ain't like before. We was 14. It was 15, 16, 17s was together. 18, you was playing unlimited. Like you was very so a lot of dudes miss seniors. You was playing right. seniors when you was playing when you was supposed to playing juniors. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I, I think. Yeah, I, I see. I, I just I gotta see it. Um, but don't I do like him, Kenny? Don't don't think I don't like him. I like the kid. So where do we go from here now? Like, what do you think we need to do? to get New York City back in order. Say that one more time. What do you think we need to do to get New York City back in order? I think if 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 it was structured different, like you got a lot of Brooklyn coaches coaching uptown. Like why are we not coaching in Brooklyn? You know you understand what I'm Maybe opportunities. Yeah, but I mean like I don't think the guys uptown Castle Hill and these other places, New Heights, these places like 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 I don't think these places are doing more for you than what an organization in Brooklyn could do for you. I think if we put it together and and, and build that organization, like really, if, if if I have it my way, Justice League would be that organization. The coaches ain't to come out their pocket with nothing. All they gotta do is come, coach, and and go. You know what I mean? I think I, I think for basketball to be restored to this town, we just need to get the kids just need to get more more reps. Like these kids need to be in the park. Like call a call 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 a um uh um a session Saturday morning, everybody in the park going at it. Man, we had Cromwell. All winter we was in Cromwell. I was standing out, dudes was hiking at the Staten Island. We ain't have no Uber accounts, none of that, man. We was on that train, that ferry. 
Well, Kenny's making still making his argument for Juan Carlos. He's the best guard in the city. Uh, I I think that belongs to Khalil Brantley. Yeah, I would give it to I, I like Khalil. Khalil the best the best guard in the city. Yeah, hands down. And I you know agree. the the number one the, you know first team all state doesn't hurt either. If you know if Roof if Roof would have coached different if Roof would have made some different coaching decisions. They would have won. They would have won that playoff game. She wore him out. She wore him out. And because Shorty missed free throws all year, he got tired. Yeah, he had, he had to do a little bit too much this year. Yeah, I actually so saw the game. He did have a little bit more help. Yeah, I saw the tape of that game. Like, he got tired. Right. Right. So, what, what age group do you coach at the Justice League organization? I got 14s and 15s. I'm about to go younger though. I'm about to go younger. But I got 14s and 15s. Yeah. Why? Why you want to go younger? Um, just because I want to get them younger, so I can have them for four or five years. So when they leave me and go into that high school, like they'll be like majority of them will be a positionless basketball player. So there's no reason for them not to play on a high school level and really compete. You know. Because, like, I try to teach my guys, like, I be teaching during the game, like, listen, you got to get there. You got to get to the baseline. Like, make the pass and cut. Don't stand still. Make yourself bigger. Stretch out on defense. Get your hands up. You know, trying to really teach him and put the emphasis. And if you take it from him, it's an easier bucket than him defending you all the way down the court. You know? So you get him young right. and it's – you get him young and instill that in him. Okay, um – this year, we see that with this coronavirus, it put a lot of roadblocks in people's plans. Indeed. NBA season couldn't get finished. High school basketball couldn't get finished. It Do killed the AAU season. Excuse me? It killed the AAU season. Yes, the whole AAU season. So people got to start from scratch. Do you think and and this goes out to uh, Pat Alphonse as well. Do you think if we organize not a tournament, but just basketball runs, right? Highly competitive basketball runs, the same way we used to have at Dean Street. Right. Right? The same way, you know, guys used to play uh, in West Fork. Those games, but to give the high school guys a safe outlet, put it out there, promote it, and bring the guys in, and then this way we have a chance to talk to them and give them some advice, you know, and and maybe it could be through an organization, but I don't want to tie anybody to any kind of organizations, like they're leaving their AAU teams or, you know, we're trying to get them to move to another high school. No. These are just well-organized basketball runs. And we can match college players with high school players, right, and bring the younger guys to play with the older guys to bridge that gap. So guys know they have places to come to and develop their game. 
Man, I think that would be dope. Yeah, I really think that would be dope. You know, it's just it's just about getting them to to come out their comfort zone. But I think it'd be dope. I think they all need it. Because you got a lot of kids in school that, like, a lot of kids here, they aren't even registered with NCAA Clearinghouse. Right. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, like it's a, like, you, how you in 11th grade and you're not registered? How you in 12th grade you're not registered? So now, like, are you necessarily taking the classes that are going to be accredited enough for you to accept that scholarship? Because they don't understand. You just don't get a scholarship. It, it comes with things. Yeah. No. And, and, and and we start, you know, early, you know, start teaching your guys early on. This is some yeah. of the responsibilities that they're going to have to take on and give them some ownership of their own success. Definitely. Yeah, Pat said he with it. Okay. Definitely. Because, I, look, we, we got enough coaches that's on positions of power. I just don't think now that we have the powers and the positions that we have, we only do it for our crew, right? So we talked about this. Mm -hmm. There's so many different organizations that gave us opportunities. You had the Golden Hoops, you had the Wheelchair Classic, um, you had the Kangaroo Classic. Those things were like staples in New York City. True. Right? And even uh, for uh, uh, a man like Bill Travis, if you had an article with Bill Travis writing you up, that was big. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And even though we have, like, New York 1 coming to the games or Channel 12 coming to the games, I don't think they provide enough of an outlet for high school basketball. But you you know, you got on the other hand, you got those companies like Ball is Life and all these other marketing companies who show the end product and show the highlights. They don't show the game. They don't show these guys missing. So everyone is perfect. And everyone highlight real is great. But this is how they get to sell themselves. So we get to sell the illusion first of a ball player before the quality of a ball player. Do you agree? Nah, I agree. I agree. Like it gotta um it definitely has to be um put together, put together right, and um the kids gotta buy in. Kids gotta buy in, you know. But it's so hard, man. You deal with so many egos, and like these coaches, these high school coaches, these AAU coaches. Like you deal with a lot of egos, man. It's hard. Yeah, but we, if we set the example, you know, hopefully, nah, it's it sounding <laughs> like a plan. The people follow, right? Sounds like a good plan. Y'all appreciate you, my brother. Thank nah, you for coming God, on, man. For me, man. No, nah, no, nah, this is awesome, man. We got the first segment. It all went right. And we, who never knows, I may look at my phone in a few minutes and this whole thing will be right up there. Right, right. Say no more. It always happens, man. Okay. So let's talk soon, man. I'm going to holler at you, man. I appreciate you. All right. You. Say no more. Appreciate you.
Later. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for tuning in, guys.